Round one was over. <laughs> Parents won. Kids sipped. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing. That was all started by a mouse. Did we just become best friends? Yep. Gentlemen, start your engines. Such a madness around here. And we're live Thursday, November 30th, 2017, Thursday night, heading headstrong into the Christmas season. I have the luxury of spending the evening with two of my best friends, Mike, Justin. How are you guys doing? Doing good. How are you, buddy? I am fantastic. Thank you. Awesome. Sounds good. Listen, we got an exciting show tonight. We're going to be looking at extinct experiences within the Disney franchise. And before we even get started on that, let's talk a little Christmas. Because Mike has this awesome necklace he's wearing right now of Christmas <laughs> lights. And I'm really jealous of them. Really, really jealous of them. Mike, where'd you get those? I was at, I was online at Walgreens and I said you know what every time we start doing these podcasts Jason comes on with these ridiculous wigs <laughs> these oddball hats and I said you know what I got to step up my game and as soon as I saw it I said you know what I don't care how much it costs it's only a couple of bucks but I got to do this to uh, step up my game because I can't get showed up by Jason every week so here it is I'm uh, dressed to the nines and I'm certainly in the Christmas spirit you are one pretty elf man I give you a ton <laughs> of props for that <laughs> Justin. I do want to direct it towards you a little bit because I kind of got a bone to pick with you, man. I'll be honest with you. Oh, yeah? Yeah? You and your family go all out on the Christmas lights. Yeah, yeah. I just hung up a couple. So I, I want to know what kind of a process is it for you? How long does it take for you to get completely done? The process is this. Katie and Riley look at me and go, go outside and put the Christmas lights up. It's not, <laughs> there's no process to it. It's I do it or I'm not coming in that day. Uh, it takes me two days. To get everything, uh, to days. get everything up. I usually will do. I mean, I you know I'll do like four or five hours one day and four or five hours the next. But yeah, it's uh, it's cool. And like kids from the neighborhood come by and check them out. It's all Disneyed out. Mickey and Minnie playing the piano and Mickey heads floating across the uh, across the house. And uh, so yeah, it's uh, it's fun, but it's a lot of work, but it's fun. Okay, because I recall the conversation I had a couple days ago when you were putting them up was. You pick up the phone. Listen, I'm up on a ladder. Uh, man, I'm seven hours into this Christmas lights. Let me call you back. So that should have been my cue right there to just maybe not go down the road. I went down. Mike, do you put lights out? I do, and I'm really, really disappointed because up here in the Northeast, we've had quite a few warm days. But actually, this weekend, I'm having my porch redone. Uh, we just bought the house a year ago, and a couple of the columns on the porch were rotted out. So I usually decorate. Like last year, we had the house. I decorated <laughs> the whole porch and the columns. It looked beautiful. And um, I didn't want to decorate this year because the majority of the porch is coming down on Saturday and going back up on Sunday. So I kind of had to delay my uh, outside decorations for a week till the porch is done. I didn't want the contractor to be, you know, stepping on baby Jesus and, you know, tripping over lights and, you know, tangling himself up in the ribbons. So, yeah, so I, I unfortunately I had to put it off a week. The pictures will be up on Facebook as soon as it's done, uh, but I need to have the work done on the porch before I can uh, start hanging out my Christmas stuff outside. Nice. I, I want pictures. 
Oh, absolutely. They'll be there. Yep. hundred percent. Post yep. them. I, I want to see pictures. Cause it's not, it's not like it's lost. I mean, you're still got, I mean, you're, you're, what are you in the fourth and the fifth by the time you get them up? That's, that's still a whole 20 days of Christmas. Oh yeah. It, I, the, the Saturday's coming. It's the second. He'll be done by the third. So it's great. You know, it's plenty of time. It's just, you know, now it's going to be cold because I missed all this opportunity with the warm weather. So I'm going to have to be putting it out when it's, you know, snowing out, but yeah, that's how it goes. That's my luck. Okay. Okay, I understand that. I understand that comment now this year. Because here's what happened with me this year. Is I wanted to upgrade. See, we have the house where uh, I really like the the white, warm mm-hmm. ice school lights that hang in the front. We've got the big wreaths with the red bows. It's very Hallmark uh, photo looking when it's done, okay? Well, I wanted to upgrade them. And they didn't have all the lights I needed. And my wife mentioned, why don't you go color? Well, I don't want to go color. I didn't want color because it's not it's not my style. She's like, the boys will love it. Well, okay, you know what? Let's do it. So I, I, I grabbed the color icicles and, um, well, if I'm doing the icicles, I, I might, as well get, might as well get the sink ones, right? So I grab the sink ones and I, and I do all, get all that. And then I'm like, well, I might as well do the side ones in color too. So I grab those. Those are all the sink ones. And... Well, we got a new. We usually we put by like the seven foot wreath with a nice red bow on it, and um, we went ahead and got uh, a lighted one this year. Guys, the moral of my story is I kept thinking about you, Justin, and I'm like, you know what? If Justin does it every year, I should be able to do this. Man, I got a whole bunch of respect for guys that. Yeah, man, I put my Christmas lights on in October. I don't mess around with that stuff. I get it now. Because I was up there on a 20-foot ladder with my iPhone light in the dark, stapling lights around this tree. And not to mention it was $450 later, you know, to do this. I mean, yes, I've got them for the next 15 years or 10 years. I get it. And it looks really nice. Uh, I'm not done. But um, I'm definitely going to do a different plan of attack. So my bone that I'm picking with you, Justin, is... It's your fault. Yeah, I, I'll take the. Actually, it's Katie's it's fault. Your fault. Don't blame me. No, 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 no. Don't blame me. Okay. Blame Katie. Because Katie makes me do it. So if she makes me do it, then in turn she's making you do it. So. Yeah, but you went all Griswold, and I'm like, well, and then I'm like, well, let me just go ahead and get a couple more here. Let me, <laughs> man, I had a mound of lights in my yard, and I'm like, the sun is setting. I'm like, oh, I got to get the garland up yet. I mean, it was, it was, um, it was fun. It was fun. I, um, I'm definitely going to do it earlier in the year this this time so but i I had a good time it's beautiful and listen guys we're head i mean this is this is like seriously going into the christmas season does it get any better than this really no i'm super excited i'm super excited i tell you riley's getting so excited she uh she's got one of those advent calendars that uh you know she can do each day and she's killing her man tomorrow's the first day she can back you know actually dive into it but every day she's just been wanting to pop that thing (laughs) open and and see what's in there (laughs) <laughs> right. I love that. We're, uh, we were out for dinner tonight, and I said, uh, Parker, tomorrow is the first. That means we're on the 25 days countdown. And he's that kid that will, like, hide the smile, but he can't hide it. You know, when they, they, they're trying to yeah. force the not smile, and that's it, it uh, absolutely makes my heart melt because you know that the magic is just stirring inside of him. You know, the, the possibilities. Yeah. I, actually, you saying that reminded me, I have got to give my wife super – props because she came up with the coolest idea and i meant to tell you guys you tell and forgot to send you send it to you so every year we do the rings where you take paper and you uh 
like mm-hmm. make the rings, yep. you know, for 25 yep. days. And then, and that way, cause you know, Riley, especially when she's like two or three, couldn't, couldn't understand the concept of time and, and days and things like that. So she would rip off a ring each day. Well, Katie comes to me the other day and she goes, where are all our old magic bands? And I was like, I was like, they're in our, uh, our travel thing. So we have 25 magic bands <laughs> that we link together. Oh, beautiful. And then Riley can go and take a magic band off each time. I love that. And, uh, and, and to do that day. So, yeah. That's an excellent that's, idea. That's, that's excellent. really cool. Yes, it is. Yeah. That's a great that idea. Cool. Listen, I want to get on to today's show before time escapes us. We're going to talk about extinct experiences within Disney. Talking about extinct experiences is really kind of an emotional topic because people get really attached to these rides or uh, attached to these areas. And, you know, it, you almost get sad when they have to go. And today we're just going to go ahead and, and touch on one personal one that, that each of us picked. And I have no idea what you guys picked, by the way. So I'm excited to um, hear what you have to say. Mike, I want to dive into yours first. You know, like we said, it's going to be a personal thing. And I can already hear the people screaming at their iPods, their radios. And uh, the, listen, anybody in the Disney, in our, in our Disney family that wants to pick on me for picking this I'm picking this ride and I'm gonna give you this ride and I'm saying I know I'm gonna get a lot right. of hate for this but I'll give you my reasons so let me tell you what it is and then I'll give you my reasons behind it so the ride that I'm picking is the I'm even afraid to say because I know it never got a lot of love the <laughs> back lot tour over at Hollywood Studios now this ride was one of the original inception rides when they opened up Hollywood Studios uh, it went through a couple of changes throughout the years. It was opened up on May 1st, 1989, and then it closed September 27th in 2014. So it was around for a while, and during its time, it went through a couple of different changes. It went from being a really, really long ride where it would go through the streets of America, but as the popularity of the park picked up, they had to cut down on some of the ride because they wanted to keep the open spaces for people actually in the park. So, um, listen, I know a lot of people, you know, it wasn't an air conditioned. They had a lot of its cons. It wasn't an air conditioned ride. You had to do a lot of walking. A lot of it was kind of hokey, but I, I had a lot of reasons for liking this ride. Uh, anyway, anyone who has ever been on the ride understands there was never really a long wait time. You would come in the entry queue area. You would have four lanes. Uh, you would have some props you were able to see. They would have props from movies like Pearl Harbor, The Rock, Armageddon, Pirates of the Caribbean. And as you were waiting online, uh, as the ride would start, you would go into a water tank studio staging area where they would have the Harbor Attack special effects show. Now, I'm one of those people that really like personal experiences when you go to Disney. I want something that you're not going to get anywhere else. I wanted to be picked for that so badly. Like anytime I would see a cast member, I would make eye contact with them. I just wanted to be known and noticed so they would pick me for that. Unfortunately, I never got picked. I was picked at Monsters Incorporated to be that guy or the dancing guy or the guy buying churros if you've ever done that. So I don't know. I've gotten picked for that quite a few times, but I never got to do the harbor attack. So I was kind of upset about that. But... It's a, it's a it's a it's a really cool ride. It's a really cool special effect ride that you get to kind of see the behind the scenes thing. Now, in my job, in my career right now, I do a lot of behind the scenes stuff. What are you laughing at? I got picked. Oh, you did? I got picked. <laughs> I was the star. Uh, uh, you're killing me. All right. Well, anyway. <laughs> 
you missed our you missed our little play. We were going I'm to trying not to pay attention, so I'm not laughing at you. All right, so so we go into the water tank staging area for the Harbor Tax Special Effects Show, uh, and it's a pretty cool behind the scenes thing how they edit, blend, and make the show happen. Uh, once you're done in that area, you're gonna walk down through the. Uh, there's a little bathroom area. There's some props. You can actually go into the prop warehouse, which I like to call Hoarder's Paradise because that place is like that TLC show with hoarding. It's just got multiple uh, model trains, uh, phone booths, lanterns, no rhyme or reason. It's just this huge room with all of these different props. Now, some of these props are tagged and they have what they're from, what they were used for, uh, kind of give you an idea of what they were, which is pretty cool. So, after you go through that part, you continue to walk through there, and you're going to board the tram. And you're going to pet, you're going to hop on the tram, and you're going to uh, go around that whole little back lot tour. And one of the things you're going to see is the Earful Tower, which they make note of. They give you a chance to take pictures of that. It's kind of an iconic part of the park. Uh, you know, they talk about uh, having their own little water tower. Then you continue to go through the area where they have the, uh, the seamstress shops and the prop shops where people are actually working. I can't under, I can't have a job where I would have a tram going through my job every day. I don't know what that would be like. You know, a lot of times you're just doing nothing during the day and you're trying to pass the time. I mean, I'm sure a lot of you guys are like that on your job. I can't imagine having a tour go through my job every day, every 10 minutes. Uh, Here they come. Look busy. Look busy. Hurry up. Look <laughs> how do you do that all day? And, and, and they're in right. there and they're working. And I'm like, are they really working or is this part of the show? But, yeah, you know, I guess they're in there working because every time we pass by there, we'd always see them. Uh, then you would go through the boneyard, and they would have some really cool stuff in there. You know, they would stuff the uh, steamroller from Who Framed Roger Rabbit and uh, Indiana Jones. Uh, had the motorcycles from that show. Uh, from they had the motorcycles from the uh, Indiana Jones movie. Uh, they had the, uh, the the sand skiff speeder from Return of the Jedi. I mean, it's really cool stuff in that boneyard. You know, props that were used in movies you really couldn't see anywhere else. Uh, and then you'd continue your tram right along. You'd go through the catastrophic can uh, canyon where they would have the oil tank truck would fall off the mountain with the earthquake and the fire and the water and the truck would shake. And it was all of that kind of, I'm very much into the how something works. I was always somebody who would take something apart. I always want to know, you know, what makes it tick? What makes this work? And I like that behind the scenes stuff. That's kind of why I'm going to really miss this ride. Uh, one of the things that they had on this ride, which you, I don't think you're ever going to see again, was they had Walt's airplane on that ride. I mean, how cool was that, that they had the uh, the N234MM, the Mickey Mouse, the Gulfstream 1, which was a plane used by the Disney uh, uh, Imagineers to scope out the area in Florida. I mean, how do you, that's a really, really cool piece of Disney history that is no longer there. You know, you, you're not going to be able to see that. Uh, it's gone, you know, unless they bring it out somewhere else, I hope, because that was a really immense piece of Disney history, you know, that airplane. You know, Walt had a couple of airplanes, and that airplane played a key role in it. Uh, and they put that airplane there back in 1992. Uh, the, the coolest part of the ride to me wasn't even really part of the ride, and you didn't even have to go on the ride, but it was an experience. Once the ride's over, they had the AFI, the American Film Institute. And in the AFI Institute, they had all sorts of movie memorabilia. They had Things that you couldn't imagine. They had scripts from movies like Platoon, Scarface, Wall Street, E.T., Raging Bull, Gone with the Wind. Uh, they had stuff in display cases like The Whip from Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, they had the 1978 Superman cape. Uh, they had marionettes from The Sound of Music. Uh, they had 
uh, props from the movie Titanic. They had the axe from The Shining. I, listen, I'm one of those guys with my job. I meet famous people all the time. And, you know, in reality, they're people. And sometimes people are nice. So to meet a movie star to me isn't a big deal. But to see, like, an artifact, like the, the whip that they used in Raiders of the Lost Ark means so much to me because it's just it's a really cool thing. Like, I could think back to that movie or I could look at... If they had the uh, the helmet that Princess Leia wore in uh, Return of the Jedi during the you know the Battle of Endor, that, that that stuff's really cool to me. I really enjoy that, and I'm really gonna miss this ride because even things like that AFI, the American Institute, in the end, you can always change that up. You can always add new things without really having to shut down and do a refurbishment on the ride. You know, they can add things, take things out, and make it fresh and new without really doing a major rehab on that. And um, and I think with a with a ride like the uh, Backlot Tour, it's it certainly defines Hollywood and defines studios. And being at the park is called Hollywood Studios. You would think that they would have the type of you know Hollywood ride there where it was you know a tribute to the movies, especially now that the Great American Movie Ride is gone. I just hope that if they as they redo the park, they stick with that movie theming and that movie set stuff. That's that's kind of what I'm really gonna miss that ride. Here's 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 one word I got for your pick. A win. Is that that's two words. A win. <laughs> <laughs> you you had me at movie props. Man, the one that sticks out to me the most was the um the gun that the, the shrink ray that they used on Honey I Shrunk mm-hmm. the Kids. Mm-hmm. I'm standing in this line on my first Disney trip, like within our first couple hours of being in Hollywood Studios, and I'm like this is the real deal. I couldn't believe it. I mean, I was in love then. And as far as like them picking you, Mike, they only pick pretty people. <laughs> and let me tell you. <laughs> hold on a second, guys. So so my role was um, I had a dishcloth. And I had to get up there. And I was like the polisher or whatever it was up there. And then the, you know, the, the, the sirens would come in. And then the jets would, you know, the, the, the water would splash up. And yeah, it was... Um, I think that was my first introduction into um, me knowing that acting's probably not for me. Well, so how'd they pick you? Were you doing jumping jacks online? Like, let me tell you how they <laughs> picked me. Let me tell you this story, my lovely wife that she is. So the rule is, if anybody, if a cast member asks for a volunteer, you raise your hand. That's what you do at Disney, Jason. This is our first trip. If anybody ever, you do it right away. You raise your hand, okay? It's magic. You get magic then. And I'm like, man, I don't know about this. So we're at Disney Studios waiting in line. She's like, can I have a volunteer? And my wife literally grabs my elbow and goes, him? And she's like, sir, come on. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. (laughs) So I don't like, I didn't, you know, I I spend a lot of time teaching. So now, you know, I, I, look, being in front of a crowd or or being an actor on stage, uh, it, it takes a certain level of somebody or a certain amount of practice because if you're not used to that and you get thrown out in the front, there is a phobia. And I have that. I don't like, and I didn't like being in front of people. Now I can be in front of 100,000 people and it doesn't even bother me. But, um, you know, I, you know, four or five years ago or whatever when we first went, um, that wasn't the case. So you're in front of these people trying to act and it's like, do I, am I serious? Are we, are we like straight up World War II, Pearl Harbor? You want me to be humorous? Do you want me to be like, you know, this is, we're going to, we're going to meet our fate here. Uh, how do you want me to do this? So, um, but I think it was probably because I was pretty. Okay. 
<laughs> Keep going with that. <laughs> me, me, and, me and my hair. <laughs> now, did, did yeah. they give you anything yeah. special for that? Did they give you a button? Did they give you a? Did they give you a little VCR tape of of, uh, of your uh, movie? <laughs> no, I didn't. Okay. Um, in fact, uh, Rach um, videotaped it with her phone, and then there was a newlywed couple that was uh, on the ship with me too, and um, we just emailed them the video clip. So, do you, well, um, no. The big question is: Do you still have that movie clip? I do. Yes. Uh, ooh. Uh, you know what? Don't even worry about it. We'll get yeah, hold of Rachel. I was going to say she's she is. It's posted on the site right I'm, now. I mean, she's already as soon as you heard her, this, I'm it's messaging like, her as we speak. <laughs> I don't know about that, guys. You know, there are you know people have skeletons in their closet, and that might be one that would cost me the presidency. That was oh, it. Was yeah. that bad? Oh, the Angry Birds. Yeah, it was that bad? <laughs> <laughs> it was. Um, it was unique. It was almost embarrassing. It really was. But you know, uh, for the love of the family, if she's got it, she can post it. Um, I'll let you guys poke some fun at me. It's all. It's all good and good humor. Um, was that not the best cue that you never got to wait right. in? Yes. Like I, I, you give me all these cues, and you give me this one, and I could sit there and check out all these crates yes. and all this. All, yes. And then, all of a sudden, I'm just walking straight past everything. I mean, there were times I would let people pass me right. just so I could check something out. We're not looking. We're walking. We're not looking. We're walking. Come on, people. Yeah. I'm like, no. Yeah. So. It, yeah, that's I. That's a great pick. I That was right up there with what I would have gone with because that was one of the ones we always did, too. We loved that. And seeing Walt's plane win, that's it. And the Explorer spaceship. Oh. As soon just, as yeah. I dude, I haven't seen that in in since I was a kid. I think that movie came out in 84, 85. And um, you know, I might be wrong on the date, but I, but in that general area, I haven't seen that ship since. But as soon as I saw that laying there on the ground, I'm like, that's from that movie. You know, and it was um and I actually forgot the name of the movie. I had to actually cross-reference it to find the name of the movie while I was on the ride itself. Um incredible pick, man. Great. And I hope going see you made a good point though. What are they going to do with all them props? To me that almost um rates its own building, its own museum. Well, I know in my opinion. Yeah, I know the American Film Institute, the the end where they have all the museum stuff. If you look on the plaques cuz I looked into a little bit more, some of the plaques say on loan from someplace. So that's why they're able to change it up a little bit. So like uh, I don't know, for example, the rip the whip from Raiders of the Lost Ark or the axe from the shining said on loan from something something Smithsonian, you know, some kind of uh, museum that they had oh, it in. Okay. So I'm sure a lot of the true sure. artifacts went back to where they had them on loan from, but they there were quite a few things there that said owned by the Disney Group, so I'm sure they have them in a warehouse somewhere. Where are they going to display them? But it's a shame because okay. you know certain things like those museums that you can put up. Obviously, it's a you know it's a tribute to these classic Hollywood movies, classic you know acting and classic you know what it, what it's there for, and and you don't have that anymore. And if you're going to have a park which is going to be themed around the movies, I think you should have something which is movie-related. Now, listen, I'm completely happy about the Toy Story going up, and it's much needed, and I'm completely thrilled about Star Wars, obviously, but I just hope they don't get, you know, unless they're going to retheme and rename the place, I hope they don't, I hope they can still add some kind of movie uh, artifact. I, I, you know, the only 
slight replacement that I have for it now is when you go to the launch bay over by, uh, you know, over by where the uh, Little Mermaid ride is, you know, where there used to be um, a couple of stores over there. You know, you can go through there and see that museum style type stuff of the display work and some of the props and the models, which is great. And I hope that they can continue that when they do the new expansion. I mean, to have that with all the Star Wars stuff is great. And if they can do stuff with Pixar, that would be fantastic. But, you know, I don't want to have just overwhelmed by Toy Story and Star Wars either you know I enjoy seeing some of those adult movies like you know The Shining and you know Titanic and you know some of the things that that you know that our kids aren't familiar with because you know we're on vacation too and as much as it's nice to be with the kids but it's nice to throw in a little bit of something that I can relate to like the script from Platoon which is you know which is pretty cool I mean come on man it was MGM right yeah you know, uh, stick to the roots a little bit. I'm okay with, with the parks evolving. I'm okay with the parks changing. But it, it, you need to stick to the roots a little bit. At least save a little bit of it. Yeah, I wish I wish they'd say that. I can understand because of the amount of land it took up. You know, it took up a lot of space. Well, the back lot but, did, sure. Yeah, but still, man, can you, can you imagine? I, I bet somewhere Disney just has a warehouse like Raiders of the Lost Ark where you just walk in and it's just... Infinitely goes on with with uh, you know crate after crate after crate after crate of, of stuff from movies. I would that- like to know that, and if a Disney family member is out there listening and has the answer to that, please email me personally. Not these two guys. Email me personally, <laughs> <laughs> and um, tell me what you got. So I really would like to know the answer to yeah, that. Where is the where, where is the Wicked Witch right now from the Great American Movie Ride? Like where where are they holding that thing up? Where you know where are those little munch? Uh, right. I don't know if I'd want those munchkins, but you know there, there's some cool stuff that was in that ride. That Clint Eastwood uh, thing was great, and some of the stuff from that uh, you know from the, from those rides are really cool. You know, I mean, I, I, what about a yellow brick? Yeah, Mike. Where Mike, are the you don't need munchkins. You have me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Justin's all talk, man, but he's he's pretty beefed was up. Was I right though? Did, did, that, did that did that ride not get a lot of love? Did people give that ride a lot of bad? I'd see online people were like, oh, that ride was awful. You know, it's 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 a it's a, a, waste, a time waster. I mean, did you agree, or did you guys really like that ride? I liked it. I appreciated the nostalgia, yeah, that it offered, and it once again took me to a different place. I th- I think the difference is this: it's when people would go, they expect. Like thrill attractions, yep. and I think you have to have a special uh, place in your heart for Disney history and movie history and history about Walt. Uh, but if you'd have any of that, then man, I mean, that's the best place you can go to. I'm kind of for, jealous you know. that you're talking about scripts and everything, and and I never got to experience that. I never got yeah. to lay eyes on that they, stuff. Yeah, you know and they mean? changed that up a couple of times. They had one time where it was just dedicated to villains, where they had a whole bunch of, you know, they had Darth Vader's uh, costume there. And uh, if you if you look at, that's the nice part about that, is you could rehead that whole ending area within one night. I mean, you could have a crew come in, park closed at 9 o'clock by, you know, rope drop the next morning, 8 o'clock, you have a whole new area. You could just move that equipment, and you could move that stuff in and out, and you have a whole new experience. So you could be there on Monday and get to see, you know, uh, you know the Michael Keaton's Batman outfit, and you can come, you know, three days later and see, you know, Princess Leia's, you know, Endor outfit from, you know, Return of the Jedi. I mean, that's just the cool part about doing museum stuff like that, and it's obviously sticking within the theme of the movies, you know. And um, I think that's pretty cool to see movie prop stuff. Planet Hollywood made a whole, uh, you know, a whole chain of restaurants based on a few right. movie right. artifacts. 
I mean, think how cool that'd be to be able to just walk up and down aisles and see all this stuff. Yeah, I, I miss it, man. I definitely Here, do. Going with going going back to what you said about the ending there, um, when we went through it, you know, I had a three year old and a two year old. And when you go to Disney with small kids like that, you miss so much because you're always your eyes are always on them. You're you're you know, everything everything is, is revolved around the kids. Uh, so as the kids grow and you keep going back to Disney, it really is like new experiences over and over again. You know, because the kids are more and more independent and whatnot. So I, I did, you know, I, you know, obviously I did the ride, but, you know, it's not ringing a bell, that ending part. And um, I'm slightly disheartened that I didn't get to experience that or I don't remember I, it. You know, and, and I'm, not, I'm not knocking Disney for it, but it was also combined with a gift shop. So I think you kind of get off the ride. You know, you're going into a gift shop and you just kind of, mm. you know, oh, I'm in a gift shop. And, you know, you know, you know, if you're in that mindset where you don't spend the money for the week, the last thing you want to do is look at, you know, trophies of Academy Awards for, you know, best brother. <laughs> like, who wants to spend money on those things, you know? And you want to kind of get out of there and get to your next thing. And I think that's why a lot of that stuff got overlooked because, you know, it was a few aisles of stuff. But then again, you're in a gift shop. And uh, if you're in that mindset where you're not looking to buy some tchotchke stuff for the house, and they didn't have, that obviously didn't have the best stuff. I mean, it's not like getting some nice Disney ornaments. They had, you know, it was movie-related stuff, but it wasn't great. But I think that's kind of cheapened down the... Uh, experience of getting to see some of those rare things you're not going to get to see anywhere else. And I think when they got rid of the Great American Movie Ride, you really lost a lot of that also because you know waiting on waiting in that queue, they had some really cool you know stuff. I mean, they had Freddy Krueger's glove there. They had a Freddy Krueger sweater. Mm -hmm. They had the chess table from the from you know from Star Wars from the Millennium Falcon. I mean, that's really really cool stuff that you're like you can relate to that and you're like oh wow and then. It's a surprise because I've been on the Great American Movie Ride a couple of times, and I've seen the outfits change. You know, maybe they'd have, uh, you know, Dorothy's. Uh, uh, outfit that she wore one time and then you know maybe Jessica Rabbit's outfit or you know just different things they would add different times and that's the nice part about those display cases because you can change up your scenery and, and have a whole different experience each time you come I thought I thought you said Dorothy oh. I'm like could you <laughs> Dorothy, Dorothy. You said Vader, Vader before and like Dorothy, Darth man, Vader just what, dressed what, in Dorothy's what, blue dress. A whole, di Darth? a whole different episode, a whole different show. What, what Dorothy? Okay, all right. Anyways, <laughs> oh, uh, Mike, I'm gonna give you a hundred percent, four stars out of four on. Uh, I think that's great, and you know what? It never even crossed my radar to pick that ride. Uh, good on you. Um, it was really a fun conversation. I loved it. I, I loved. I love talking about that, and we need to do that again about that ride because I think it warrants a lot longer discussion. To be honest with you, yeah, it, it packed in a lot of stuff, and and I feel like we lost a lot of stuff. You know, you some rides you lose it, but this I felt like you lost a lot with one ride. In closing, before I move on to Justin's, um, to be able to put your eyes on the chess table that was in the Millennium Falcon. It's crazy. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's ridiculous. That's so awesome. I mean, I, yeah. Are you kidding me? You know what I mean? It's it's this is over the top. And if somebody can't relate to that, there's got to be one movie that that you can relate to where where there's got to be a prop in there that if you would have saw it would have you would know exactly what we're talking about. So, um, but Justin, what did you go with? All right, so I cheated. Can you believe that? I I I'm I'm at a loss for words, but hit me. <laughs> So I picked an area that housed two attractions and multiple experiences. Okay. But I'm only gonna I'm only gonna kinda hit on, on the two attractions. But I do want to talk about the others, and that's Wonders of Life. 
Did you all ever do Wonders of Life at Epcot? I have not. I did not. I did it as a child when I was when I went with my parents. I never got to do it with my children. Yeah. So Wonders of Life, uh, it opened in '89, and it was sponsored by MetLife, and it was over in uh, Future World East. Do you know where the building is for um, food and wine for the for the um, for the festival mm-hmm. center? That's that's that's, that's the location. Near, uh, Ellen and Mission Space, is that correct? Yep, yep, Perfect. right, yep, right back past that, and it kind of sits in the corner back yep. there, all by itself. And uh, the cool part was it focused on like health, medicine, and uh, and like the human body. Um, and they had a few different experiences that you could go in and kind of do hands on. Uh, they had Goofy about health, which is you know kind of self-explanatory is goofy teaching you about health um but the one <laughs> the one i definitely want to uh to hit on because if you are a teenage boy or an at you know a, a, let's say you're a seven eight nine year old boy and you get to go into this experience with your mom and sit through a 15 minute video provided by martin short of the making of me <laughs> from conception to birth Thank you, Disney, for scarring me for life. <laughs> and I like how they tried to use comedy. to. They, that's what they would always say. We use comedy to, to make it okay to sit with your parents. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mom, yeah. you lied to me. You <laughs> yeah. lied. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, But they had that. Uh, Mike, do you remember the Wonder Cycles? They were the, they were the bikes you would sit in and pedal. And they had the screen on the front, and it would only work whenever yes, you pedaled. Yes, and it had, yes, 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 yeah. Yes. And it, it, it's like, <laughs> I mean, those actually would be great now for in schools. Sure. Put kids on them and and uh, let them, you know, let them Charge go your until iPads yeah, and whatnot. Or, yeah. or yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, make them actually make them actually power their tablet or do whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, then they had the sensory funhouse, which was based on the five senses. So you could go in and touch, um, smell see you know all those but the two that i want to concentrate on are cranium command and body wars mike do you remember either of those i might be wrong was body wars where you actually took like a ride through the inside of the body like you were shrunken down yeah okay yeah that's exactly what you did so body wars opened in 89 along with wonders of life and you went to met which was the uh, miniature exploration technology mm-hmm. institute yep. up there, and they would sh- they would shrink you down, and you would enter the body, and you went to uh, go explore a splinter that had, that had entered the skin from underneath the skin. So you're inside the body, and of course, as any Disney attraction does, something goes wrong, and you follow um, the captain. Uh, per se, which uh, was was uh, Elizabeth Shue from Adventures yes, in Babysitting yes, yes. and uh, like Cocktail and all, yeah, so she gets sucked into the bloodstream and you you follow her to the heart and then you follow her to the lungs and you save her, but then you've spent so much energy your 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 craft has to be recharged. So of course, what do you do? You take off to the brain. To have an electrical uh, synapse give you that jolt of energy to get you back to uh, to your regular size. So so not only did Disney, um, you know, let you learn about the the making of yourself with your parents, 
they also stuck you inside a human body to feel even more comfortable about yourself with everything that can go wrong. Uh, <laughs> and the, 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 the motion simulator was pretty much the exact same thing as Star Tours. Okay. Like, like you went in, it was four or five seats across, and the it even had the screens up on the sides, like the two, you know... Um, Portholes? Like the two... Yeah, like two... Yeah. And then the screen would drop down, and you would be... After a flash of light, you'd be in the body. Now, how long, how long of a ride was this? You, you know, the ride itself, because they had... Just like Star Tours, they kind of have like a pre-show. Yeah. But the actual ride itself, I'd say it's probably... Five or six I was minutes. Say ten. My memory okay. was around ten. So yeah, you probably yeah. Right. So it's a solid ride. Yeah, it was good. Okay. You know, it, it it was good. But but yeah, it was one of those where you you learned about the body in a what they would say fun way. Yep. You know. Yep. Um, and you learn about the 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 heart, the lungs, the the brain. So, but if you went out of there, and like all these are located in that one building, so the attractions and all all the stuff you can do, if you go. Down the hall, you can go to Cranium Command. You remember Cranium Command at all? That, that, I remember the ride, the you know going through the body. I don't remember Cranium Command. So Cranium Command was it was a show, not a ride. And do you, I, I'm trying to think of what what I could relate it to. So so you would what happened was you would walk in to a cartoon, right? And General Malley was. This general that was preparing you to um, take over a human brain. And you were going to be the one in charge of all its actions and what happens to it. And you pretty much were in charge of this person uh, before it ever happened. It, and I tell you, this would be a great attraction now to be rethought of with Inside Out. Okay. With oh, all the emotions. Oh, yes. That would, be un- uh, that would be perfect. Because the theater you walked into had... You were inside a human head, and it had two screens that were the eyeballs of the person you're inside their head, and then it had Buzzy, who was the main character, and Buzzy would, um, you know, he, as as General Malley's training all these people to take over these brains, Buzzy was a, you know, he was your classic lovable character. Like he, he's smaller, it's kind of a klutz. You know, he's not really what people thought of when they thought of uh, someone's gonna gonna run this run this brain. But um, he goes in, he takes over takes over this mind, and you're with Buzzy, and the person wakes up and the eyes open, and you see what they'd be seeing. He's in the bedroom. There's music blaring, and all the major organs start waking up and kind of reporting for duty. You know, it's like the hypothalamus, the stomach, the heart. Uh, you know, they all start talking to Buzzy, and, and of course, the left brain and the light, right brain start talking, and of course, they're going against each other the whole time. And Buzzy's trying to get everyone under control, and they're running late for school, so they have to chase the bus. And Buzzy's piloting him through other people's houses to take a shortcut to chase the bus, and he finally gets to school. And I remember he he starts daydreaming about this girl, um, and you know how much he likes her and all that kind of stuff. And he ends up setting. Uh, they're doing like chemistry. He ends up setting the, uh, the the chemicals on fire. He adds the wrong stuff together because he's daydreaming about this girl. And of course, his brain is just going insane because of all this added stimulus that's going on. And uh, so he see he leaves the classroom, and the girl he loves is being picked on by two bullies. 
So the left brain comes in, left brain's like, let me handle this, let me handle this. And he starts using all these big words to talk himself out of the situation. And he, uh, of course, starts getting a beat. He gets beat up, you know, by the bullies. And the right brain's trying to take over with just impulse and, and wanting him to, to get back at him. And he ends up in the principal's office. And the, the, the attraction ends with Buzzy kind of bringing everyone together. And making everyone work together to to get through the the conflict, and of course he gets the girl in the end, gets a kiss on the cheek. Buzzy's little world is all perfect, and uh, and it ends. But and at the end, Buzzy gets to become an actual cranium guide. Uh, but it's cool. They they had a good cast for this. They had um, pretty much they went walked in SNL and just said, "Give me your cast." At the time, they had Dana Carvey, uh, they had John uh, John Lovitz, and they. They had John Lovitz, and they had uh, Kevin Nealon. Um, so it was it was a really, really good cast for this. But it wasn't so much one in particular attraction that I wanted to, to, to jump into. But this whole area, outside of being creepy if you're at that adolescent age to be there with your parents, was edutainment at its best. It was what Epcot's all about. Epcot at that time was all about learning in a fun way and i really hope that epcot sticks with that and they uh and, the, and you know they, they don't go too far out of that boundary so if, if i was going to bring something back and something i miss i would probably switch a few things uh i'd probably uh, now that i'm a parent i'd probably would keep the making with me just to make riley uncomfortable <laughs> one day like i had to be uh but but no i'd bring back wonders of life coming into disney in a later part of my life um and I'm, I'm, believe me, that's one of those things where I am so glad my wife pushed me to that direction. I never got to experience a lot of that stuff that you guys got to experience, you know. And the only thing that I can take from what you're telling me, Justin, is my kids are now starting to put the notches in the belt where they have extinct rides already underneath them. Mm-hmm. And and they're going to grow up and, and be, you know, our age and – you know, be able to have these conversations uh, about what you just, you know, talked about, you know, because, you know, you, you sounded passionate, you sounded like you really liked it. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm slightly envious that I never got to experience it because I can hear it in your voice, you know? Yeah. It closed in 07. It ran seasonally. Uh, I, I remember going down and it not being open, you know, it was almost like, uh, like stitches now, you know, where stitch kind of runs seasonally. Okay. So it ran seasonally for a few years, but it closed permanently in 2007. But the interesting thing about that area is, one, of course, the building's still there. The structure's still there because they use it for special events. But there was a guy in 2016 during the Food and Wine Festival mm-hmm. who snuck backstage and took video and pictures. And both of the... Uh, I don't know if both. I know that Body Wars is still there like it's it's all still there it's all still standing well that's that's a that's a great way to get a ban from disney for life whoa you're not kidding yep there's a couple of videos on youtube of people doing the behind the scene you know like uh, sneaking into that water park by bay lake tower yeah that's some cool stuff though good mix of so good video. they it's pretty cool man but i i do not recommend that you sneak backstage you're <laughs> you're you're risking <laughs> uh you're risking your disney future that's for sure your uh your your Disney annual pass is now officially SeaWorld and Universal <laughs> only. Yeah, it's all right. Yeah, but no, man, I tell you, it's it's cool because that was my childhood. I remember uh, I remember going on all those attractions. 
And I remember walking through there and doing those things. And, and I know things have to change, but it is fun to reminisce about what used to be there. I think that's a great word, reminisce. It's, it's, a, it's a perfect word. Well, you know, as much as I loved Mike's and I loved mine, Jason, we want to hear what yours, which one you're going to uh, going to go with here. Well, you know, mine's not as cool as the Backlot Tour. And it definitely isn't as exciting as what you just talked about, Justin. However, I am going to cram New York and San Francisco in one little area. And I'm really sad to see the streets of America go. That is a that is a place that takes you out of where we are today and makes it believable that you're somewhere else. This was a place that I honestly, when I first saw this built, I never thought this would go away. And that was that was the truth. You know, you could sit up on some of the steps and this was such a real looking place. You know, you look one way, you're you're looking up at the Golden Gate Bridge, you turn around and you have uh, the Sears Tower and the Empire State Building in the background there. This was such a cool th- place to just take in uh, America, period. Mm-hmm. And what was neat is, when I, and this is an, another aspect that I learned to appreciate about Disney, is it's continued nods to things from the past. And they had the umbrella from the singing in the rain. Um, Rachel wanted to get a, a picture. I got a picture of her there. Wasn't there something that that umbrella was supposed yes. to do? It rained. It, it rained. You could push a button and it would actually, uh, it would actually put water down uh, okay. because you just stood underneath it. So then you take was, your picture. All right. It wasn't working. It wasn't working for well, her. Well, they do. They yeah. do say that if there's a water restriction in effect for Florida at that particular time, then they won't have that water option for the. I don't, so I wouldn't say it's technically broken because sometimes when they're having mm-hmm. a water restriction for Florida, they will turn that part of the uh, attraction off. Okay, because it was not working for her, and um, it was actually quite comical. And maybe I'll pull that picture up (laughs) if I can find it. I mean, if we're going to be fair about things, right? Um, I'm not going to go into a whole lot of detail with that on mine. It was uh, because it doesn't have a lot of the nostalgia like yours does or a lot of the cool factors like, like yours does, Justin. It just has one of those ambient factors. Sitting on the steps... uh, listening to mulch sweat and shears after a three-year-old's meltdown and and giving us that opportunity to have that little cool down and and a diversion um and they were incredibly talented that was a really that's i I fell in love with those guys i thought they were incredibly talented and they really brought the crowd into um their act which i loved that was my first time experiencing them um that's what it's more for me is it's just me with my boys on the steps looking at all this and now it's not there. And, um, uh, you know, a kind of a piece of me just kind of went away when I think about Hollywood Studios because that was definitely something that um, I always walked down when we did Hollywood Studios. So I'm going to give you guys both incredible props on both your picks, they were they were a lot of fun. Um, I, I do think it's interesting that ours were neighbors, Mike. Yeah. Out of all the parks, ours were neighbors. And I'd like to hit on yours actually, because that area for me, and and if we're going to talk about um, 
reminiscing on experiences and extinct experiences. The Osborne mm-hmm. lights. I was thinking the same thing. I I was I was not going to um, peel that band aid off of of the Christmas season right now, yeah. but since you did, <laughs> I, I do think it warrants a discussion, at least a small one right now. Could there have been a better backdrop than than that than the streets of America for that? Because not only did it go to, down the main street, but it went off the side street too. And I I I have so many memories. Of even before Riley was born, and Katie and I being down there, and you know, you get a, a a cup of hot chocolate and a churro or a pretzel, and you sit and you wait for the countdown, and and they hit that button, you know, and and the Osborne lights kick in. It's just that's one of my favorite things in the history of Disney is the Osborne lights, and for the Streets of America to be the backdrop, it's uh, it's it's a win for me. Speaking of win, Justin. That's an incredible segue to what we got going on this month. This holiday season, the Disney Dads want to give you a chance to win a $100 Disney gift card with the Disney Dads Holiday Giveaway. There are a few simple ways that you can have your name entered in this fantastic giveaway. First, head over to iTunes. If you're liking the show, give us a five-star review. The more reviews we have, the easier it is for us to grow our Disney family. Second, give us a call. 317-WDW-DADS. That's 317-939-3237. Tell us what your kids are wishing for for Christmas. Or tell us some of your Disney passions just so we can get to know you a little bit better. And last but not least, join us over on Facebook at facebook.com backslash groups backslash Disney Dads Podcast. Already a member? Don't worry. Your name's already put into the drawing for the $100 Disney gift card. But there is another way you can get more entries. For every friend you add, your name will be added again to the drawing. Now I know what you're thinking. How in the world are they going to know what all I've done? That's easy. Send us an email. DisneyDadsContest at gmail.com. That's DisneyDadsContest at gmail.com. In the email, don't only say hello, but let us know all the different ways that you've entered to be a part of this fantastic giveaway. After the first of the year, we'll have a drawing and one of you will be lucky enough to win a $100 Disney gift card as a thank you for being part of our Disney family. So from Jason, Mike, and myself, we wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy Holiday, and we wish you good luck in this upcoming Disney Dads contest giveaway. We hope to see you real soon. All right, now with the Osborne Lights gone, Streets of America gone, Backlot Tour gone. Um, of course, Hollywood Studios is, I mean, in my opinion, gone except for a couple small little riots temporarily. Look, there's some big things in the in, in the works. I get that. Um, is there? Do any of you guys have a maybe a um, a notable or a um, an honorary mention, real quick, before we move on. In that Street of America area, one thing that they used to have there, my first two years there where my daughter Sammy was, uh, she was nine months old when we first went, and then she was a year, obviously a year later. Um, 
they had the Power Rangers used to be there. And I know, you know, as as licensing and times change, uh, we when those Mulch, Sweat, and Shears guys would come around, they would also do a traveling stage show with the Power Rangers. And I was never a Power Ranger fan, and neither was my older daughter, uh, Sarah. But it just so happens that as Sammy grew up, she just started loving Power Rangers. So that was a, another real bummer to me because when she was finally able to watch Power Rangers and wanted to see, like, see them in person, they weren't there anymore. And I'm like... I have pictures of you when you're when you're nine months old with the Power Rangers in the backdrop, and right. they're not there anymore. So that's something that went away. Similar to your Streets of America, I mean, Streets of America was lasted a lot longer than the Power Rangers did, and I, you know, obviously, I know with the way the agreements work and licensing and all that kind of stuff with the, with the companies, you know, there's there's a bigger picture to all of that. But that was something that was really it hit home for me because that that would have been an amazing experience for her to be such in love with that show and see. You know her heroes, so to speak, especially when she's at that five and six year old age to want to see the Power Rangers. You know that would have been a really incredible experience for her, and we kind of missed out on that. So I'm gonna kind of go with an honorable mention as that one. I think that's fantastic. I've got a few, and they're not some. Some of them are, aren't even attractions; they're just areas. Do you guys remember when they used to do the monorail co-captain? That happened up until uh, that happened up until the point when they had the accident. Is that correct? Two thousand nine. Right. Yeah, they had the, they had the terrible accident with the monorail. But I was a I was a monorail co captain, and I have a picture, and I will find it, and I will post it on the group, and you can see how awesome I was as a teenager <laughs> with my high socks and my cool <laughs> hair and everything that I had Dude, going on. Do you have a sports striper on your socks? Probably. That will make my day. I, I wouldn't doubt it at all, but I, I'm sitting in the in the captain chair of the monorail, and they took the picture through the door, and uh, so I will find that picture and I'll put it up. But they used to, yeah, you used to have a separate queue that you could get in to co-captain the monorail, and uh, and up until that accident, they uh, they they kept that there, and of course now it's it's completely different. Another one is River Country, and River Country was. I think one of the coolest concepts Disney ever thought of, um, but it closed in 2001. They had some issues with with the water, you know, because they they were using Bay Lake. Do you know what River Country? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was just they they had some just some issues come up, um, and but people kept thinking they're like, well, they they're gonna reopen because they left everything. I mean, the slides are still there, the buildings are there, everything's there. But Disney finally announced in 2005 that they were going to shut it down for good. But uh, but everything's still there, and that's one of those um, that's one of those cool people. People like to go like urban exploring over there, and like go back through and see the slides and see it's it's all overgrown and everything now. And uh, but but that's that's definitely uh, if if I could have one thing to get to go see and know for a fact that I'm not going to be around any snakes, spiders, bugs. Uh, anything that terif- anything that terrifies me, um, then I would want to go just walk through River Country. You know, I, I, actually, Jason, if you and I could do that, and I could just ride on your shoulders, <laughs> that would be <laughs> what a guy. What a guy. Now, was River Country similar to the water parks they have now? Was it similar to Typhoon Lagoon and Blizzard Beach? Was there one particular like focal point of the park and everything kind of uh, focused around that? Like you know, they have the big slide at Blizzard Beach, and then they have right. the uh, no, no, it, it was smaller, but it was um. It was all based on kind of that feel of just being part of the land, okay. you know. Um, but they, 
they were using water from the lakes. I mean, like in, in some of the, in some of the features, right. you know, like this was a time, this was back when, before any of the things that have happened, they've, uh, uh, you know, and, and they, you know how every now and then you have like those bacteria infections that come through the yeah, Florida waterways a, and stuff like that. Brain eating. Right. Yeah. 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 And so they had mm-hmm. to, they had to kind of get away from, from doing that. But hmm. that's a, that was a, if anyone got to experience it, one, I'd love to see pictures. Um, and two, I just love to hear about your experience at that place. We never actually went, but I've watched a ton of urban exploring videos of of River Country. I want to do an addendum here, and we don't recommend that you urban explore that island because if you get caught, you are trespassing, and you will get a permanent ban from Disney for life. Unless you're I just want to good pictures. <laughs> I'm I'm just throwing that out there. It is not a recommendation that this show is is doing or offering or even going to condone. The Disney dads do not condone your exploration of River Country. Yeah, ex- explore it, it on correct. YouTube. That's the safest way to watch it. There's tons of videos on there. I've watched quite a few of them myself. So if you want to explore it, just mm-hmm. click it. And then at the same time, click Brain Eating Amoeba. <laughs> And, and and make sure you watch that one too. Picks of the week. Picks of the week. It's time for us to get our picks of the week. All right, man. You it, for for let me give you guys a visual here. I'm sitting there trying to uh, go into our social media side, and Justin's got his finger on his nose. And I'm like, you're either not it or you're going first. And apparently he was going to go first. So, buddy, let's hear it. Pick of the week. I want to take I want to take some time and I want to send the biggest Disney dads congratulations to Rachel Spear and her uh, her, her new hubby to be. Awesome. We are so excited for you. Her picture in front of Cinderella Castle of her engagement. Thank you for sharing. We are so excited. We'll be looking forward to uh, to crashing your wedding. All three <laughs> yes. of us will be there. <laughs> yes, we're going to be standing our, up with our dancing. Yeah, with our dancing tights on. As my <laughs> wife showed the video, we are ready to have a good time. We are so so excited for you. So thank you for being a part. Thank you for sharing, and uh, and we're we're excited to uh, watch this next journey in your life. Being that, I think we all had the same pick of the week when it comes to the engagement. I want to wish her congratulations as well. And she's always doing a fantastic job with giving us great photos all week. Uh, we're all jealous that she's down in Florida and I'm freezing up here. Uh, so it's been great seeing those pictures. But another good friend of the show who I want to call out this week for being the pick of the week, and that's Johnny Renfro. And he's got a fantastic picture of his daughter who looks like an ant compared to the Buzz Lightyear. And that's going to be my pick of the week. What a great picture. He was giving us the perspective of how big the Buzz is at the All-Star Movie Value Resort. And uh, good to you, Johnny. We really like that pick. That's my pick of the week. I'm not going to go with a pick of the week. I'm going to go with the video of the week. And there was something amazing about looking at us three dressed up as elves dancing. <laughs> dancing and of course I'm playing it as I'm, I'm trying to talk here dancing um uh, amazingly I might add and um waking up to that so waking up to the comments and it was fun and thanks to your wife Katie for uh posting that and um of course it's all in fun 
So um, I don't want to say paybacks are fun, but be on the lookout, Katie, for a little Christmas spirit coming your way, too. <laughs> you know, that's what happens when, you know, she's she's a nurse and she works overnights. Uh-huh. And she, she walked in this morning and woke well, I was up get, like getting ready for to just for the day. Sure. But she walked in and she goes, uh, that's what happens when you are, haven't slept at all. And it's five in the morning and you're listening to the podcast and you're uh, and you're, you just don't have anything to do. And so Idle Hands ends up the three of us in tights dancing to. Oh, to, it's great. I it's, love it. it. You know, it is. It's a lot of fun. I recommend you guys go in and do that. And speaking of that, um, head on to our social media. We're at www.DisneyDadsPodcast.com. There you can find all our social links, our Facebook group. Uh, our Twitter feeds, and the really cool thing about this site also is um, our Spotify. And look, Justin, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you some props here. Uh, I think you did a great job on that, man. You know what? I never told you that, and and it was kind of rude of me not to even elaborate on that. And I loved how you have Disney music, but then it takes you to the parks. And then you have Disney, Disney like background park music, and then we go right back into Disney music. I think you did a great job on it. Uh, for somebody that's at the dentist office or something, it's great. Just play it in the background. It's it's kid friendly. It's safe. It's fun. It's great for the office. Check us out, guys. DisneyDadsPodcast.com. You know, over the next few weeks too, I'll be um, I'll be adding more and more time to that because our goal for you is to be able to open your browser at work. And to, you know, no matter how bad your day's gone or if something's going on in your, in your, in your life, open that up, leave it open, open SoundCloud and find our channel, Disney Dad's uh, SoundCloud channel. And for you to have eight to 10 hours of just positive Disney music and positive Disney sounds that you can uh, kind of use as a backdrop for your, for your day. So over the next, uh, next two weeks or so, just look for that. I'll be adding more and more to it, and uh, it's something we'll definitely be expanding. It's uh, a lot of fun, Justin, and uh, thank you for doing that, really. I mean, I mean that. It was an incredible add to that site. Um, of course, you had it from day one. I just never really, really explored it to the details that I should have. And once I did, I've been meaning to give you a um, a thank you for that because it's a great job. You did a great job on it. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. Yeah, one of the things we've been seeing on our, on our social media is when people talking about they have upcoming trips. To open that SoundCloud and play that as you're packing for a trip, I don't think there's any better way to psych yourself up for going on a trip by listening to that while you're getting your 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 clothes ready, your toiletries packed, your your last minute stuff. You put that on while you're packing. If that doesn't psych you up to go on this trip, then then you're taking the wrong trip because that's it's a fantastic way to you know add a little dizzy to your day when you're doing a monotonous chore or having to get ready for a trip. Or open it up on your phone. For the ride down oh, there. Sure. And hit play. It's great. It really is. And if any of you have a certain um, attraction or a certain part of the park you may love and, or a, uh, a song that's not on there, then send us a message. Send, send, so you can send me an email personally, um, DisneyDadsJustin at gmail.com, or you can send us a, uh, an email at our, our, our DisneyDadsPodcast at gmail.com. Or find us on our Facebook. This is definitely a time for warm thoughts. I say that I think that's safe a safe assumption, don't you? Yeah, definitely. Speaking of warm thoughts, then, we want you to express them to us. And I want you to get on the phone right now 
get on the phone and give us a call. 317-WDW-DADS. 317-WDW-DADS. Here's what I'd like to hear from you guys. Merry Christmas. I want to wish my family a Merry Christmas. Maybe you got kids that you're springing a, 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 a Christmas gift of taking them to Disney. Go ahead, drop the beans, spill the beans right now and have them listen to the show. I would love it. I don't care what it is. If you have warm wishes you want to send to somebody, give us a call. Also, I would love to hear from the kids. What are you asking for Santa for Christmas? What do you guys want for Christmas? Let's hear it. Lay it on us. I think the biggest thing that I really want to drive home with the phone number, though, is this is a time of year where you can get personal. And if you want to make a personal shout-out or a personal wish to to somebody, uh, we will be happy to um, play that for you at the end. And, it, and, it, and it's always a smile when your wife gets a personal shout-out and you guys are listening to the show together. Um, I guarantee you, she's gonna she's gonna look over at you with those eyes, and it's it's it, it'll make your night. You know, give us give us a call, guys, and and let's start spreading the cheer. So with that, I'm gonna go ahead and wrap this show up, guys. Mike, do you got any final thoughts for us before we close the show? No, I, I had a great time talking about the uh, reminiscing on these extinct rides. Uh, it's kind of sad that. You know these things that we talked about, like you talked about. Now the body wars we talked about with Justin. I didn't get to do it with my my kids, but I hate having to scrap something that I have a good memory with. Uh, I know we'll have other rides in the future to come, and you know more memories will grow. But uh, you know it's kind of sad to see them go. And uh, you know I enjoyed talking about it. And as I was talking about it, I kind of pictured myself doing this with my kids. That's the whole point of these trips, and it's to you know have those long time bonded family memories and um you know i'm sure you guys have a lot of those family memories as well and these are things that i'm gonna miss and uh, i'm glad i got to share these experiences with you guys no i've had fun guys uh thinking back about some of these extinct attractions and extinct extinct areas around uh, around the parks i hope everyone has a fantastic week and give us a call and we hope to hear from you real soon excellent I don't think I can add anything more to what you guys had to say. Thank you, gentlemen, for an incredible night again. Um, I had an incredible time hosting with you guys. Uh, great stories, great times. I looked forward to it, and I'm almost sad that it's come to an end already till next Thursday. So with that, guys, I want to wish you guys a good night and wish everybody a fantastic week. Night, Enjoy. buddy, guys. From Mike... Justin and myself, we want to say thank you, and remember, always keep it Disney. And they all live happily ever after. Each of us has a dream, a heart's desire. It calls to us, and when we're brave enough to listen, and bold enough to pursue, that dream will lead us on a journey to discover who we're meant to be. All we have to do is look inside our hearts and unlock the magic within. Ready to begin. Let the one... Not it? No. Uh, is that what you're doing? Not it? I'm going first. Oh, 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 no. I'm going to hit our social media quick. Okay, well, I'm going first. Pick a little... Oh, uh... okay. oh. Oh dang! Oh, <laughs> oh! Pick I know, of the week, I know what man. You're he called first. He did that. He 
he did that. Oh, Justin. Okay, you know what? We're going to do it. And that's a wrap, guys. Thank you.